Blog Talk Radio. Come get you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Hey, this is Buzzworthy Radio right here on your internet. I'm Lance Smith of CMT, and this is pretty much where I hang out all the time when I'm not on the air, so you should too. See ya! I had to make sure that I had unmuted myself before I started talking. Otherwise, I was just going to say stuff and you weren't going to hear me. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to a new edition of Buzzworthy Radio. We are live right now. It's Monday, March 29, 2010. It's 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific here on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, Navelle Jay-Z, coming at you right now. On this site, we are going to be joined by, in just a few moments, Victoria Rao, who many fans love and adored from The Young and the Restless as Drusilla Barbara Winters. I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to speaking with her again. We talked to her the first time back in August of 2009, like a couple of weeks before the daytime Emmys, I think. And we're now getting the chance to speak with her again. So I know you guys probably have a lot of questions you want to ask her. You also want to probably call in, I assume. Never say to assume, but I, I, I think I'm going to assume tonight. So if you want to get in on the conversation with us tonight, the number to call in is 646-595-4228. That number again is 646-595-4228. We have the chat room up and running right now. Everybody is making way over there into the room as we speak. I, You know, I... I absolutely have no idea what we're going to expect tonight. I'm going to be quite upfront and frank with you. I have no idea what we're going to expect tonight. I just know that it's going to be hell on wheels, and I'm going to enjoy every single minute of it, baby. That's pretty much what it is. And make sure you guys, if you're not going to, I think you should now. I think you should, when May 4th hits, you should buy Secrets of the Soap Opera Diva. That's when the book is released, ladies and gentlemen. I, I think you should. I think you should buy that book. I, I, and I'm not just saying that because she's our guest tonight. I actually think it's going to be an interesting book. So, I think you should. I think you should go ahead and do that. But, but then again, what can I tell you? I, you know what I mean. But I lost my train of thought. But I was going to say actually on Wednesday, Wednesday, same time, same place. This coming Wednesday, March 31st. James Scott, who plays E.J. DeMera, will be joining us. I want to make sure you guys uh, tune in for that. But I want to introduce you guys to one of our favorites here on Buzzworthy Radio. She's played the role of Drusilla Barbara Winters on The Young and the Restless. She introduced the part in 1990. She has a book coming out on May 4th, Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva. And if you haven't checked out her videos on YouTube, Check them out because I think they're absolutely hysterical. I'm loving every single minute of them. Callista, ladies and gentlemen. Victoria Rao is joining us on the line right now. How Hi. are you? Nice to speak with you again. I'm so glad that you're back with us again. Oh, this is so much fun. I love it. I love I love the fact that you're here. You're dishing with us yet again for the second time on the show. 
you know, as I said before you got on the line, we don't know what we're going to expect when we get you here, which is just a thrill. It's just a ride. I'm enjoying it. Let, let's get the ball rolling. I know we want to talk about the book. I know that we've been seeing your tweet profusely in the last couple of days. I got questions coming in left and right from every single person underneath the sun. So let's just get right into it, shall let's we? Let's get right to it. That's All what right. I love about Buzzworthy. We get right to the buzzworthiness. We do get right to the buzz with this, and I want to. I actually have to. I have to start it off right now because pretty much this is what I got hit with the first moment I got here to my computer, to my studio, looking right at it. The first thing I saw, which is probably about four hours later after they first posted this, was about YNR and the character of Simone, and I'm just like reading all about this throughout the entire point of the day, and everybody's pretty much asking me. What is Victoria Rowell's impression of this whole entire thing? Well, like, what I, was her what was her first thought? And I'm like, you know what? Why don't we just go ahead and ask her right up front, right off the block? Let's get right to it. What are your thoughts about this when you read this? Well, it's clearly a plagiarism of a extraordinary character, um, Drusilla Winters, and yes. I have systematically watched the show pick away at this sterling character like she is a used piece of Abbott furniture. And uh, Mm -hmm. I feel that there is no respect um, for 17 years of hard work that I invested in this character. I think that the fans obviously know that I built that character. It wasn't in the script for her to wear hats. It wasn't in the script for her to say he cooked my last grit. It wasn't in the script because I brought my own branding um, to the character and that they are picking away at that and um, suggesting that it is not um, worth salvaging um, is a travesty. I don't think the the fans are going to buy into this. The fans are not blind. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, it was pretty much an uproar out the entire day. As soon as they heard and read this, that it was complete and utter fabrication of Drusilla Barbara Winters. And Victoria Rowell is this part. You made this part. I, I am not going to deny it. I'm coming right out on all barrels. I am saying it right now. You are Drusilla Winters. And I know people say that roles can be replaced. I don't think you can replace that with anybody else. You can't do it. Because you brought your own, like you just said, you brought your own brand to this part that no one else can do. I brought my experience, I brought my brand, and that's why the character has been enduring. And like when Eric Braden was temporarily off the show and there wasn't an expectation that he was going to be brought back, but Eric went barrels drawn, you know, he went full bore ahead and... Mm-hmm. Uh, what he worked his magic and he got back on the show, but I know that he was met with quite a bit of resistance. Um, and he's a character that is not replaceable. Yes. I mean, if you don't have an Eric Braden on the show, quite frankly, you don't have the young and the restless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there was that troublemaker actor that had some snide remarks to make about Eric while he was not on the show, but I know his face was cracked when he saw Eric show back up. I love it. I love Eric. <laughs> but that's Eric, Simone. Eric, I love Eric. I love Eric Braden to death. I had the we pleasure love of Eric Braden. But back to Simone. I mean, this is just another yes. 
um, example of uh, the show attempting to reinvent Drusilla. And um, to me, it's sad. If you think about it, because I actually had this point brought to me today, and I completely forgot this, uh, the role of Tyra, when that character was on the show, they were saying that she was supposed to be a Drusilla as, as well back then. And look at what happened with that point. It didn't pan out, obviously. Um, and this is well, just yeah. another attempt to try to do that again with this character of Simone. I mean, I, I'm just seriously just sitting here thinking, like, how long is well, it going to take I'm just wondering who's spend? sleeping with who, quite frankly. Let's get to the skinny. Because actors mm-hmm. who take pay cuts do not have power except what the power gives them to have. So now I'm curious who's sleeping with the power. Mm. Because someone is, um, um, you know, swapping spit somewhere. Don't you think they should just, like, cave and just, like, just go ahead and just, like, ask you back? I mean, forget the fact that, just forget the fact that, you know, just put this out there. Let's just forget the fact that there are issues between cast members and mm-hmm. others amongst the cast. Let's just forget And there that. always Can't are. There always are. I mean, I think the difference in this particular scenario, truly, the difference in this particular scenario is, first of all, they have never been met with a strong black personality like my own. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would dare say a lot of the people that are dealing with brown-faced people are doing their yard work or cleaning their homes. And I'm just going to go there and put that right on the table. And so when you come to work with me, you come prepared. And uh, I think, and no, I know, that that did not work well with certain individuals. And um, I got that level of um, pushback uh, on my second day of work in 1990 with an actor that didn't want to run lines with me. So when people say, oh, how could you stay in such an acrimonious environment? I said, listen, darling, if if I caved based upon that, I would have been gone on my second day on that show. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. No, so no I don't, they didn't want to I don't know that, that this is something that is um, something that they've ever had to deal with before. And because I am black, this is an issue. So let's stop not wanting to talk about this issue. Beca- because okay. I am a character that came on the show that was not in an apron uh, that uh, was not going to do a storyline in whiteface because we know that's what Stephanie had to do, and we know that's what Philip Morris did. I wasn't even going near that kind of material. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were that, that I was going to talk about diversity not only in front of the lens but behind the lens, and it was the behind-the-lens material that I wanted to discuss that ruffled the feathers because that's talking about an investment in brown and clearly there still isn't an investment in brown because in 37 years there still is not a black scribe on the show so not everyone wants me back at the table because it's not just about drusilla putting on a hat and reciting her lines victoria rowell stands for equality around the table it just reminds me of that quote that you said uh the last time you were here on the show, they're intimidated by a woman of power who is an African-American. Yeah. Which I still find to be so true. Like, how come you can't have an African-American woman in that kind of position that Trisilla was in 
when we last saw her before she went over that clip, but I'm just saying. Uh, you know, no, she and I tried to, it. you tried to build on, uh, you tried to build with a company. And mm-hmm. that was certainly what Bill Bell certainly inspired in me, was to build, to get, to get better, to do as much as you can do. And so the idea of writing and directing for The Young and the Restless made all the sense in the world to me. And then to hear back from Barbara Bloom that, oh, we've never done that before. Haven't done what, Barbara? Haven't hired an actor as a director-writer or haven't hired someone of African-American descent? Which is that? Because that's extremely nebulous. Right. And that came right. through my agent, that, that information. Um, we're the number one soap opera in the country and have been licensed in over 100 countries. How can you be licensing your show on the continent of Africa, showing two and three times in the Caribbean, and you don't have anyone behind the lens of color to really speak That doesn't of. make sense, does it? See, that's, that's it doesn't make sense. It doesn't that's make sense. That's a little ass-backwards. Ass-backwards. But never mind. Let's take the the black piece off the table for a minute. Why okay. aren't you empowering your actors to do more than recite lines? Why aren't you allowing them to direct and possibly write for the show, even as an apprentice, so that they get the experience? So they have an idea of what they're working with. Yeah, it's called control. Like, like how Susan Flannery used to do on The Bold and Beautiful. She That's what she does. And she does. Mm-hmm. That's what she does. I mean, Bradley Bell is, is, is thinking and has always thought ahead, and he's always been smart in flipping the Y&R talent over to his show, and I'm sure he's criticized yeah. for it. But it works, though, doesn't it? In your opinion, it doesn't work. Thank you. Agreed. i got to ask, though, do you think that Bill Bell was the only one that was able to or knows exactly what Drusilla Winters is. No one else is able to comprehend who she is except him, do you think? Um, I think Jack Smith was a close second, but Bill okay. and I, of course, had a friendship off the off the set. So he absolutely understood what made me tick, and it was what made him tick, too, and that was the work. We okay. loved the work. And we loved collaboration. And, um, you know, obviously I miss him tremendously. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. Very good. And he respected me, and I respected him. And, um, you know, not everyone was excited about our relationship. You know, they were kind of like jealous of that kind of relationship. Kind of. Oh, no, honey. Let's they call were. it fade to fade. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Let's change that. They were. Okay. They mm-hmm. were jealous of that relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, I mean, but seriously, you've you got to think, like, why would they want to be? Like, why should they be? I didn't know There's anyone. No you know, and that's a great question because I didn't know anyone on The Young and the Restless that wanted to work as hard as I did and do. Mm-hmm. You know, I had three jobs. And I don't Great. know anyone on that show that wanted three gigs. You had that. You had Diagnosis Murder. And, and I was, was always doing one? a film or an independent, and I still do. Uh-huh. I didn't know yeah. anyone else that was, you know, leaving skid marks in the parking lot trying to get to a commercial audition. 
Because people become complacent. They want to collect a check and they mind their business. They bury their heads in the sand. They don't care that a young black girl was passed over for Melody Thomas Scott and Ed Scott's daughter, who was a trainee. Nobody's caring about that young lady who's crying in the corner because she's been on the show for 10 years and she keeps getting passed over, Nora Wade. Nobody cares about the cameraman, the black cameraman, who's no longer on the show. And I say, dude, where, where are you? He said, Vicky, I couldn't take it anymore. So nobody wants to talk about that. But yet people find a way, like Christoph St. John found his way to me last summer saying, Vicky, we need you. You know, they, they barely work me. Why are you coming to me for, brother? I told you a decade ago that we had to build this. So this very thing that you're complaining about would not be happening. Don't come to me now and say they're only working me twice a month or Brighton twice a month. I told you that if we didn't band together, divided we would fall. Mm -hmm. You heard that show that he was on when he said that, too, by the way. Oh, yes, Um, and then he proceeded to be told to keep his mouth shut. I then was told that he was unceremoniously... Uh, informed that he might be going on a three-month hiatus. Now, whether that is true or not, and I tend to believe it is, I haven't heard from Brother since. Really? So you tell me. Mm. So we still are dealing with these antiquated uh, ways of uh, intimidation. You have no power, and uh, read the lines and go home. Right. So how 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 much have we gained since 1990 when I was trying to build a brand and build for the next generation and get black hairstylists and black makeup artists and get some some color around the table not necessarily black but black and brown people at the table behind the lens and build a cast of eight people which we I haven't. saw shrink before my eyes we haven't gained anything in fact we lost Everything, if you think about it, because if you if you're gonna let 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 let's rewind let's rewind that um, like you said, Crystal was only like working what you said twice a month, twice a month. I'm sure he's I'm sure at the time he was very very concerned. I understand he has more play now, but I hear Brighton McClure. The fans tell me he works maybe once a month. How does an Emmy award winning actor of his acumen work once a month? Use that quote. I I use this quote everywhere I go because it's in my signature. You can't write what you don't know. You and, and how are they able to write know. for him? They don't know how to write for him. It's like this character has been on the back burner for how long now? And they're trying to put him into a relationship with Ashley. I love Eileen Davidson to death. I do. She's my girl. But this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. That's not going to fly. And that is scraping the bottom of it. the barrel. That's scraping the bottom of the barrel. And the issue is that I bring it, and I don't bring just what's in front of the camera. I don't just bring my hats to the set and my pressing combs and everything else I need to do to make Drusilla right and what you've enjoyed all these years. I invest in the character. But I also bring about the politics and I attempt to close the chasm of, divert, of lack of diversity that exists uh, on the young and the restless. Yes. Because now, now I have like no problem. Again. Hmm? 
I just it just feels like everything is just like segregated all over again, you know. It well, just, it is it's what just, it is, and then you get branded. You get branded for being D for difficult instead of B for brown and brave, and mm-hmm. no one else is caring about that I know of because no one ever knocked on my dressing room door and said, Vicki, I'm with you on this. You're right. We do have to bring about some change, and oh, my God, our cast is shrinking. Oh, my God. Right. Where's Mamie? Where are the parents? Where's Keith Hamilton Cobb? Where's Nathan? Where's Little Nate? Where is the black existence of a show that is number one because of a predominantly African-American audience? People, wake up! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're the ones buying the pine saw. (laughs) Wake up. Thank you. It is the advertising dollars that keep the young and the restless at number one, not you one at a time watching the show advertisers, Procter & Gamble, products, keep you, the power of your purse keeps the show at number one. And if you don't believe that, then you're under a rock. I know this. And when an actor like me is a businesswoman and knows this, that scares people. And, oh, no, we cannot have that voice around here. Oh, no, no. So don't get it twisted. It's more than Spanx and hairspray, baby. That's right. Thank you, thank you. And also, also, I, I had I had to ask this too because I know you had an opinion about this as well when they recast the role of Malcolm with Darius McCrary. And oh God, <laughs> I I I have to admit, and I know everybody who follows me on my Twitter, follow me on Twitter, Buzz Radio. Radio. Um, I have to admit, I was not happy with this one. I came right out and said it. I said, this, this is this is." Let me ask you a tale. question. Let me ask you a question. Did you I see the baby? Did, did, did you see the baby that they cast for Drusilla back in the day? Now, God no. bless that little child. But no, we, had, they had, we had nothing in common. Okay. Oh, the little, the little girl and back the in... Thing, okay. Yes, and the thing about casting, which is always going to be an issue for black actors, is can you try to cast us as though we come from the same family gene pool? And so the lack of integrity around either casting black family or attempting to look at what the fans would like to see is never really respected. I asked six, eight years ago for Mm -hmm. casting to consider not always casting mixed-race black people. I thought it was an insult to us as a black people that everyone that they cast, they considered black as long as you were mulatto. And they got a lot of heat for that. Oh, yeah. So I said, I do you think it. you might cast somebody chocolate? I would like to have a relationship Case with a brother that's not, that's not mixed race. I mean, that became an issue in fan mail, in casting, and mm-hmm. I never got to see that happen for myself on the show, unfortunately. But as far as the recasting of Malcolm, look... Um, Shamar Moore was iconoclastic, and people oh, would have wanted to see more of a likeness of 
Shamar Moore, not to take anything from the actor that was cast, but they should have created a new character for that particular actor, because why would you put him through that? I agree. That's pretty much what I said about it. Just create a new role for him, not cast him in the part that was iconic, that was made because of Shamar Moore. Exactly. I don't know. It just it just seems that this show as a whole has more problems besides the diversity that's not being shown in the show than everything else. Oh, let me, it's just oh, like a lo- just dish. Tell me what's going on. <sighs> what's the latest? Where do where, <laughs> first of all, where do I start? I mean, like you said, YNR is not YNR unless you have Aaron Brain and Victor Newman on the show, which I agree with. But where is Nikki? You know, where is Melody Thomas got now? She's she's now reduced to recurring status. Excuse me. Is she? Why are you putting her on? Why are you putting her on the back burner? Is she on the back burner? She is now. I found out a few days ago she's now on recurring status. Okay, well let's say we're on a Viking stove. Say we're in front of a Viking, yeah. How far back is she on the Viking stove? Is she three burners back? How about not being shown at all except, like, once in a blue moon now? Wow. That's, mm-hmm. She's way back without a pilot light. Uh-huh. Way back without a pilot light. That's you know, a, I actually watched good. it. I've been, I was watching it a few times, and I said, where the hell is Nikki Newman? Mm. Like, where is she? Seriously, mm. where is this what woman? A, and why? A, and why is it? Why is it? Why is it? that everybody on this show, especially the women, why is it that these ladies that are on this show need to get brain implants? <laughs> they are so Wait dumb. a minute. Where, They're so... Where, <laughs> where is my sister? I'm afraid to ask where Olivia is. Oh, homegirl gone. <laughs> homegirl, Olivia. homegirl gone. She ain't seen anymore. No, she's not. She ain't anywhere to be found and not a hospital anywhere. Now, All okay, let me just make this point. Let me make this All point. All right, go ahead. Let me go make ahead. this point. You have a Victoria Rowell who speaks the truth. Yes. Who shows up to work, brings in her own hats, even though they criticized me and said nobody's interested in your hats. Hmm, right. We love the hats. We love, we the, love hats. the hats. Haters. But <laughs> then you have my sister, who's played by the lovely Tanya Lee Williams, who minds her own business, reads the lines, recites them, and goes home. And they don't play her either. So you see, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. As far as I'm concerned, if you look, if you look at the landscape of the African-American cast, Yes. It is perceived as unimportant because systematically, though I left of my own volition to pursue a writing career, one which I tried to get with YNR first, I want to make that perfectly clear and was denied, what am I to do not to try? Well, I did, and I got on the New York Times bestseller list. And oh, oops, did I mention on May 4th my next book drops, Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva. Get your copy. Mm, but we're going to talk to that about book. that soon, I hope, about the book. Oh, I'm looking forward to that book dropping. Yes, we're talking about the book tonight. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, we are. But I tell you what, 
I'm tired of these women having to depend on men like they're nothing but, you know, they're clinging to them as if they're lost dogs. Where are, this, where are the strong women that we had on the show? Oh, I'm like, is the only one that's strong on the show Catherine Chancellor now? What happened to the rest of the strong cast? Why is Jill Foster Abbott now a weakling? Why no, is not. Don't tell me they watered her down. Jess Walton's one of the best actors on the show. Thank you. She's Thank one you. of the best. Actor, she could go anywhere. There, there are so, there's a handful of actors, well maybe three, that could go anywhere and get a gig. Okay, I'll up it to five. I'll up it to mm-hmm. five. Who could go anywhere and get a gig? Um, but and Jess is one of them. Mhm. And I know, I know you love her too, Sharon Case, another one. I love. I've been liking. I've been loving her performances. I really am. But it's just like, oh, my God, they could give her so much more. Well, here's the other thing. Here's another theory. You can't write what you don't know. Again. And if you have a Victoria Rowell come back, who is going to write for her? Because at least I've been always always able to work it out if the lines weren't precisely there. Because that's our job as an actor. We have to manifest. The lines are there, but we have to fill in the gaps, so to speak, with the acting. Get it? Acting. Acting. So if the line isn't even on the page to work with, then um, you're kind of SOL. So I'm sure it has crossed um, the minds of some that well, we really don't have a scribe necessarily that can write the powerful work that we know she's capable of doing and and that's really a consideration right yeah. there i'll tell you what i, I think my blood pressure is going to go up in a minute but because i can't sit because darling i can't sit at a table weeping over some artichokes <laughs> and they know that i love it it's true though it is true though and I, I and before I take this this caller who's been waiting patiently on the line, I'm telling you right now, you have so much love coming from this board that I I am a, a member of. I'm a part of Daytime Royalty, saying that they are freaking loving you right now. They wish you are back on the YNR like profusely. I, I mean, oh, but you know what? They're drove, showing me man. love. But you know what? They're showing me so much love. You push me up to uh, on YouTube's front page as most watched webisode i have 17 foreign honors already i'm feeling nice. like lady gaga a little bit my own little way um <laughs> what else can i tell you uh donna summer has come on board and i'll oh, be over wonderful. at wendy williams show and monique and extra mm-hmm. and access hollywood all coming out to support the Vixter and Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva and kids if you have not checked out my website you know i created it just for you Log on to secretsofasoapoperadiva.com. You will not be disappointed. And one more thing. Yes, I'm dropping my debut song, Stink of Blood with a Pine Salt Chaser, on April 13th, and I am rapping it. I can uh, yeah. Yes, we saw, I saw the preview of it on the website. I actually was loving it. That, was, that was hot. That iTunes, was hot. you can download it on iTunes April 13th. Keep it moving. 
April 13th. All right. I, I, I got to put that on my calendar now. Yeah, I do have the website. Cool. I do have the website on this site, so you guys do have it, so you will be able to see it just in case you missed it. I want to uh, be a preacher who was no diva. good, just so delicious diva was never understood, hated by my cast, but loved my fans who stomped their feet and clapped their hands. Extra, extra, read it and weep, slipped off a cliff, ain't heard a peep, cut to commercial, oil overlay, bump my head, amnesia, they say. Sink of blood with a pine salt anyway. That's all for now. Oh, I was in it. I was in it. <laughs> don't stop now. Come on. Keep it going. I'm yes, telling you what. That was hot right there, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. All right, Phil. Phil, I know you're there. I know you wanted to talk to her for a long time. You have the floor. You're on the phone with Victoria Rao. What's up, hey. man? Hey, how's it going, man? Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm good. That's good. I'm a huge fan. Yay. Uh, and I have to agree, um, definitely uh, with what Wiener, uh when I heard that news today, it's definitely uh, disrespectful for um, for all the work that you put into that character, you know. And yeah, thank it's, you. Uh, definitely not cool, that's for sure. Um, and I was wondering, like, kind of if you if you thought that there like might be some racism going on there a little bit. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm a I'm a white I'm a white dude personally, but yeah, um, I I love black people and I believe in equality and stuff. So yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, quite frankly, yes, mm-hmm. and that you would never, they would never try to recast Nikki's character or Eric Braden's character of Victor or mm-hmm. or Mrs. Chance, so there'd be riots, right. and that it's not even a consideration mm-hmm. that they pick away, as I say, at the Drusilla character now for years. Um, and try to um, suggest that this is all original when so much of the character is is my blood, sweat, and tears. Yes, and tears um, in, in creating this character. And they marginalize its importance and, and the work that I have put into it. Yeah, I don't know anyone else that's won as many awards as I have portraying Drusilla Winters and be treated with such disrespect. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's very disrespectful. I mean, especially to your fans too, you know. Especially like, to the fans. Yeah, I mean, obviously to you, but you know, and the fans too. I mean, it's like, it's not. It's definitely it's crazy. It's just the show isn't like. I don't really even like watching the show when you're not on it because it's just not the same, you know. Um, it's not going to be the same. But no. I, I appreciate, I appreciate you saying that. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> um. Well, I'll I'll let you go because I'll let other callers get in or whatever. But, but would I'll, you check I, out my website? Oh, of course, yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank I've been you. on it. I've been on it a couple times. It's awesome. I love it. Thank cool. you. Yeah, Thank it's, it's definitely. I'm definitely looking forward to the book too. It's you know it's going to be really good. Yeah, and I might add when you drive by your local Barnes and Noble, if you would pop in and say ten copies, make sure you have at least ten copies, because not all bookstores <laughs> order the books. But if right. you make sure that they get the books in, they will get them. They just need to know that the interest is there. I just want to say that to all of the listeners. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I've, I have a Barnes and Noble like 20 minutes away from here, so definitely. Okay. Where are you calling from? I'm from Vermont, actually. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Closer to where I was born and raised in Maine. Oh, wow. Wow. You're a New Englander then. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah. Nice. I am done shoveling that snow, though, honey. Let me tell I you right know. now. <laughs> I, I am done. I know. I'm oh. over for now. Jeez, <laughs> it does not like to be cold. Whew. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I, 
<laughs> All right. Well, it was great talking with you. You too. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, Bill. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye. You know, here, here's something interesting. Um, I was told that it would be too complicated to bring Victoria back. What do you think that means? Uh, yes, please explain that. <laughs> we want to know what that means. Does that mean Peter Bergman's panties will be in a bunch if I come back? Or, you know, who who, who or what? Well, yeah, you've got to take into consideration. I mean, you know, if there are actors, like we said, that cannot get along with other actors behind the scenes, on the set and everything. Even if they're you've not in to, scenes with you. That's that what's aside. hilarious. Peter and I don't even work together on the show. You've got to put those feelings aside because, you, you know what, get the work done. If you don't like each other, fine. You don't have to. But you've got to go in there, read what's on the page, do your scene, and there you go. That's go it. go home and go, and go home. home. What is so difficult about that? I don't know. I don't know. I've been doing it for 17 years. God knows. I know. But um, the minute I went on my book tour, a few of them got very busy. I think they've been running back and forth and all over Kingdom Come, spreading lies across the land. <laughs> so they they got very, very busy and apparently got the support of a uh, few folks over there at Sony, Steve Moscow and Steve Kent and Barbara Bloom and Poor Maria's caught in the middle, so what can you do? But um, anyway, do we have another caller? We do, actually. Uh, this caller is from Ohio. Did I get the, did I get the state right? Or yeah. am I somewhere close? Area code 513, you're on the line. Hello? Hi. Hi, how are you, Victoria? Well, I'm better now that you called in. <laughs> good, good. It's good to have you on the show again. You always give good interviews. Thank you so much. I try to be honest, you know, put it right there on the table. <laughs> um, well, I just want to say that I'm looking forward to your new book to come out. Uh, the web webisodes are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. My, I love the first one when you're climbing up the the wall trying the to get cliff. out of the river. Off the cliff. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll have a few more dropping before the book launches. So, you know, stay tuned. And, you know, Essence, Essence Magazine is going to be doing some fabulous things with my book. So I'm, I'm honored. Okay. I'm honored. But go ahead. Well, um, I also wanted to say, um, I've been watching Young and the Restless since I was a, probably a little kid, mm-hmm. and I'm a young African-American male. Mm-hmm. I'm 26, and, you know, I never thought I would today the characters of Neil, Olivia, Drusilla, and Malcolm would be used as a prop for the character of Lily. Yep. It doesn't make any sense to me because the people who are watching this show, like my grandmother, my mother, they want to see – they want to see Drusilla, Neil, Olivia. They don't. They're not really interested in Lily and what she's doing. Granted, of course, she has to come in eventually, mm-hmm. but we want to see the people we grew up watching who have made the Young and the Restless so successful in black homes. 
because we could relate to those characters. That's right. That's right. Um, and it is to my understanding that when the family came on the scene, because the audience demanded it so, um, The Young and the Restless went to number one. Now, I stand corrected if that is not true, but I understand that it went and has maintained number one. So I'd like to say that the black family had a part in getting us there. Um, I have never, ever known for a black family to be non-existent during time of crisis. That right there shows if you don't know it, you can't write it. Well, it was like her Lily's aunt Olivia was there one week, and then she's been gone <laughs> ever since. And this was when did Lily first get the cancer? I think in like July or August. Well, who ever and, heard of the mother well, not being there when the daughter has cancer? I've. It's and you don't even hear anything about Mamie saying anything. You know, Mamie's marooned on. She, well, she's marooned on Gilligan's Island. I mean, it's it's sad and it's very frustrating as a viewer because. Personally, I don't hate Crystal Khalil. I liked her as teenage Lily, but she's not my favorite as adult Lily. I like Devetta Sherwood better. But they've got to get a, a better. If they're not going to bring you back, they've got to get a black actress that can act and that can handle and lead a family because what they have now just is not working. I will just say this about Devetta Sherwood. Now, I know Crystal has her fans, but I will say that I was insulted when I got a call on a Sunday afternoon to tell me that DeVetta has been let go and we're bringing Crystal back. I was insulted that even then the Brown actors were not given the opportunity to discuss, to know, to ask why. They were replacing on a dime another brown actress. And that's how it went down. On Monday morning, I was no longer looking into Devetta Sherwood's face. Devetta Sherwood was treated with extraordinary disrespect. Devetta Sherwood was called out of her name on set. I wasn't there that day, but I heard about it. And shortly thereafter... She was unceremoniously stripped of the part. And these are the kinds of things you don't know about, but I do. Well, it's just, I, I love The Young and the Restless. I've, I'm used to watching it. I watch it every day when I get home from work. And Drusilla Winters and Nikki Numa are my two favorite characters in the oh. whole entire Oh, and it's a shame that, like the the hosts were saying earlier, Melody Thomas Scott has been reduced to a talk to, and then you're not even there. It's like, why am I continuing to watch this show? This is not the Young and the Restless that I grew up and came to love. Well, and you know, like, where, where where Melody and I didn't typically have scenes, um, she's another person that speaks her mind, and I'm sure in doing so, she's being you know um, systematically silenced. So, you know, these things happen. Look at Kim Zimmer. Look at um, a number of actors um, that, you know, the minute they have something to say and it has some credence, um, they kind of go away. Well, I think it's 
I mean, I think, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Um, you speak out against the show, and Eric Braden speaks out against the show, and you're not treat, and you're treated a lot different than he is. Oh, most and definitely. I don't think that's okay. And that's, I mean, he when he was going through his contract negotiations, he had all these interviews, and he said this and that about YNR, and he was back on the show. And everyone on the message boards, there's always someone who wants to say. Well, you know, she's being mean, and she's a mean-spirited, and it's like she's she's allowed to speak out. Eric Braden doesn't, and no one bats an eye about it. It's, it's not mean-spirited. It's not mean-spirited. Racism is mean-spirited. Disparity is mean-spirited. But the person that discusses it is not the mean-spirited one. That is the truth, and the truth is hard yes. to face for some people. Yes, 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 yes. You are right, and I just want to say I'll continue to support you in all your endeavors. Thank I'm looking you. forward to the book. Hopefully you come to Ohio so I can get the book signed. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing you, and I will continue to support you. I always have your back on the message boards, and good luck Thank with you. everything. Thank you, and don't forget, uh, secretsofasopoperdiva.com. Please tune in. Oh, I definitely will. Okay, and Twitter. Make sure you Twitter. And Twitter. Yes, thank you for always responding to your fans on Twitter. We love it. We love it. Oh, good. I love re- I love responding to my tweet fam, so thank you. All right, thank you. Have a good evening. Yeah. Thanks. I tell you, this is awesome. Uh, I, and, uh, of course, we got to get into the book. I know we are going to get into this book because yes. everybody, everybody is dying to know. Is this more fact than fiction or vice versa? First well, of all. see, I leave that to the discretion of the reader. Because okay. the be- I'm a voracious reader, and the beauty of reading fiction is it can be whoever you want it to be or whatever you want it to be. Um, I put you in the places. I put you in a contemporary uh, time. Um, I give you a fictitious cast that's fleshed out really, really well. Um, there's, I, I'm also also answering to my Diagnosis Murder fans, um, mm-hmm. and uh, so I have so, a lot of mystery. Um, I have a murder. Um, okay. I have a lot of fun, uh, topsy, twirly, roller coaster e material, and it's, and it's uh, written with a cliffhanger style uh, for the sequel. Um, okay. I'm very proud to announce that I already have theatrical interest in the book. And, oh, oh yeah. Out. And there's one actor, there's one daytime actor I've already approached. Um, when we get, are you allowed to say? Oh, I've already approached Eric Braden. Okay. All right. All right. Oh okay. yeah, without question. I mean, I would have to stunt cast if I had to, if I had to stunt cast one character in the book, it would be him. And plus, he's a primetime film actor. I mean, he's, he's perfect. So um, I will leave it to the discretion of the reader to imagine whoever they want the characters to be. But I will say this, that okay. on my website, uh, when you go on to secretsofasopoperdiva.com, I have created a virtual cast. So that it'll say R and R. Of course, the name of my fictitious soap opera is The Rich and the Ruthless. <laughs> and when you go of to course. the R and R cast, you will see the characters um, that I have brought to life in the book, which will 
make reading it much more juicy and salacious and soapalicious. Soapalicious. Mm. Huh. Soapalicious. See, now all I'm going back is to that episode, this, this recent one that you had where you just mentioned Opalicious and Callista, man. That, I thought that was the best one out of the two that you just put out there. I was like, I was loving that one, man. I couldn't stop cracking up. How did you come up with that idea to do that? Well, I knew that the soap fans wanted to see me on camera, and I've never waited for permission to be proactive in my in my creativity. I mean, you have to do you. And there's always going to be people out there that would want to prevent you from being creative. But I'm an artist first. I was uh, a ballet dancer. Then I worked in theater. Then I did some acting. Um, So I've been an artist my entire life. Um, I design as well. And so it made – I've always loved fashion – and I decided that I would create these webisodes. I have um, many webisodes already produced, and okay. um, we will be able to enjoy them, I hope, all summer long. Um, and um, as I mentioned, uh, I've already received um, interest, um, studio interest around uh, the book itself. So it it made sense to frame the book. Because, darling, these days, you can't just have a a fabulous product. You have to know how to market it. You have to market it. Oh, absolutely. You have to market it. So I'm so proud that Moet uh, Hennessy is um, hosting the launch parties. So we'll have champagne pour across America. Mm. Um, I'm proud to say that uh, Chanel and Clinique and Pinesol and Toomey and Oh, my goodness, we, fabulous, fabulous sponsors um, are um, very excited about Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva. Um, Essence is very excited about Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva. I mean, I could go on and on. We have some wonderful, wonderful um, partners in this endeavor. And, of course, my, of course, my publisher, Simon & Schuster Atria, the Simon best Schuster, in the world. Yes, yes. Um, Simon & Schuster. Mm-hmm. Is squarely behind the book, and of course we launch on May 4th, and we kick off in New York City, and uh, we will be all across the country. So please check the listings, which are already posted on Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva.com under appearances, and also um, Soap Opera Digest is listing the tour as well, which I'm very grateful for. Oh, wonderful! Because I know I just got a question if you were going to probably hit uh, Chicago, but. Uh... I don't think you are sure of that yet, I think. I don't think we've booked Chi-Town yet, but we're working on the Chicago Tribune Book Fair, so that would dovetail nicely into a book signing while I'm there. Um, You you treat me so well in Chi-Town. I just want to do a shout-out over there because you really treat me like a queen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Love it. But I'm asking people when you come to my book signings to please wear a boa, wear, wear, wear boa feathers, wear uh, most outrageous. Just, just think Elton John. Just come. Boa feathers. And, 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 you know, think Grace Jones. I want you to come out as diva down as you can to my book signings. So be Elton John, Lady Gaga-esque. Lady Gaga, I want you diva down, diva and diva downed when you come out to the Barnes and Nobles, to the Borders, to the book signings, when I when I when I'm in New Orleans at Octavia Books, 
when I'm, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to be all over the country. And you know, you know Wendy Williams is going to be hitting that diva fan and the bubble machine when I come on the show. Yes. And, and Monique, too. Monique is going to have the diva fan going. We are going to have fun. We're going to throw down. We are going to partay. Mm. Mm. I better get my plane ticket to New York. I have to get my plane ticket to New York. That's, that's well, I'm going to be all across the country. I'm going to be in Baton Rouge. I'm going to be in New Orleans. I'm going to be in Texas. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just be all over the country. I'm going to be in Augusta, Maine at the border, at Barnes & Noble's. Augusta, Maine, Barnes & Noble's. Okay. All, right. all over I the be- country. Well, that settles it. I better get that list from SOD right now and put it on my site. Cause I you need to put it on Buzzworthy. You need to put it on your site, plus the one-woman oh, show, yes. The Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva <laughs> one-woman show, June 3 through June 6 at the Southwest Art Center. Now, you know we are going to have fun at the one-woman yes. show. Watch out, Tyler Perry. That's all I can say. <laughs> Watch out, Tyler Perry, because Victoria Rowell is taking it on the road. Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva, the architecture of a soap opera star. Absolutely. And Dawn, Dawn just posed this to me because I, you had just mentioned about Monique. She wanted to know what were your thoughts of Monique winning the Oscar? Monique winning the Oscar was pure poetry in motion. I loved her acceptance speech. It just spoke volumes for so many, so many women so many women in trouble and girls in trouble. And um, she really was poised, but she made her point. Mm-hmm. I was extremely proud. And the thing about Monique is that she brings people with her. So that when she got her show, she, she upped the ante for others. Um, she raised the bar. And... <clears throat> When you're in a position of power like that, you can make it happen. But shouldn't that be the goal of all of us that are in positions of power so that when you're working, let's say, on A Young and the Restless, you would hope that a cast would support change. You would hope that they would support setting up for the next generation. And so when I look at 17 years of work, I'm saying that's the result of 17 years, and they were like, you know, two black people on the show? <laughs> you got two black people on the show. Oh, man. I'll tell you, this is and the- that's okay, and nobody behind the camera except a stage manager named Herbie. <laughs> that's it? That's it? That's it? You're kidding. Oh, no. No, no, no. So let the fans know they will not be trying to bring back a Victoria Rowell anytime soon because Victoria Rowell knows where all the skeletons are buried. She knows the score, and I really care about the whole picture, not the blurred one, because, darling, that show is not color television. (laughs) That pretty much was it in a nutshell, just by that one sentence. That was it. You pretty much nailed it on the head. That was it. Someone actually said they could see you on the bowl and beautiful acting opposite of Susan Flannery. That would be that would be amazing. I have to agree with that person. Susan uh, and I Daisy talk. Clover. 
Susan and I talked not that long ago. Um, really? You know, obviously, Susan's the best in the business. And I'm sure if they came up with a storyline that made sense, that could be so much fun. Not to mention, can I get to Italy with Ron Moss? <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Um <laughs> You notice the the YNR people that go over there tend to want to stay. Yes, that's true. They tend to want to stay. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I would love to work with um, Susan. And and the acting goes without saying, but I mean as a director. She knows her stuff, and um, she's someone that certainly could, could teach a tremendous lot. But it's interesting what the caller said about these core characters in the Winters family are now props for the Lily character. Well, they really are. I mean, if you think about it, they really are. I, I mean, it just it just seemed like they're propping the character of Lily for their her relationship with uh, Kane, played by played by Daniel Goddard on the show. It's not really about the Winters family anymore. It's now about Lily and Kane, why are we not really saying anything involving the Winters family? Well, because you can't with the Winters family. You, you know? can't put that kind of responsibility on a young actress who may not have that in that 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 may not be her focus. I'll just say. Mm-hmm. Whereas as an actor on the show, um, I was very focused on building the Black family. Yes. Do you follow me? I do. Not everyone is thinking about the whole picture and the right. future. So what will happen um, is that if if that is what they're hanging their hope onto for the whole black family, then eventually we'll see Kristoff sort of go off into the wings and, um, you know, someone else will fulfill their three year contract and that'll be the end of that. Yeah. It really you have to be proactive. Um I can't tell you how many times um I asked for certain actors to, to to be played. I fought for that black social worker. I fought for Brighton McClure because they did not want him to be black. And Excuse I said, me? Well that'll be a travesty. Excuse me? They no, they were not hiring a black actor for that role, and I said, "Don't make a mockery of me. I'm a national spokesperson for foster care, and unfortunately, the predominant race in foster care are black, just disproportionately black boys. So you really must consider the facts." So I was very, very proactive around building the black storyline. I thought that the Crystal Khalil character should have a black boyfriend. That was shot down. Um, I asked for for my my parents. Uh-huh. I would ask for my parents. I said, Drusilla, even though she's a strong character, must have a relationship with her mother and father who are still alive. Who are still alive, yeah. And Ben Guillory would love nothing more than to come back on the show. Um... It was very, very hard to get that investment 
Um, and what I was able to cobble out is what you saw on the screen. Nichelle Nichols, who played Captain Uhuru, Lieutenant Uhuru, rather, on Star Trek, she was yes, interested yes. in playing my mother. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? Nancy no. Wilson, the great legendary singer, wanted to play my mother. Daphne, really? Daphne Reed. Daphne Reed wanted to play my mother. I proposed all of these actors. I proposed all of it. And it was shot down. Get out of here. Can you imagine if Nichelle Nichols or Nancy Wilson, you know, were on The Young and the Restless? Aretha Franklin wanted to come on the show. What? Get yes. out of here. What? Yes. The problem becomes... So just so the fans know and the viewers know, that's too much power. You see, because if you put that kind of cast together on the show, who's watching anything else? Right. I mean, maybe I'm being a bit selfish and a bit biased. I apologize if I've insulted anyone, but I will just say that if you put those faces on the tube, who's watching anything else? That would be powerful, to see a Nancy Wilson on camera, to see a Nichelle Nichols, to see a Daphne Reed, because Daphne doesn't play. She goes on screen, and that's pow, that's it. That's it. That's unbelievable. But to know that you have that kind of talent that would like to appear... On the show, and why? And why? Because they're fans of the young. They are fans. You mean to tell me that you cannot reward your fan base with that level of talent, but you go and get Molly, what's her name? You'll go get a Molly, what's your name? Yeah. And put her up on the on on the screen. Didn't make any sense. But that's the kind of person I am. I, I went after production value. That's why we had Kenny and Shantae Lattimore on the show. I went after them. I remember that. I remember that. Yes, you're right. Anyway. But it's just... Uh, no good deed goes unpunished, as they say. Apparently not. <laughs> apparently so how not. how time do we have left? Um, actually, um, oh, there they are. I have time for one more caller. Oh, uh, goody. They had called. Yeah, they had disappeared, but they wound up coming back, so that was good. Um, I was about to pick them up. But um, caller from Mississippi. Oh, good. That's where my book is centered, in Greenwood, Mississippi. Nice. 601 Area Code, you're on the line. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? We're good. doing good. What, what's your name? My name is Rose Wright. How are you doing? Hi, Rose Good. So good. Do you know that Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva starts out in Greenwood, Mississippi? Uh, um, no, I did not. But, Wait, uh, you I, I, I'm, I'm waiting to hear and, and, and read it. I, 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 um, I got a, an email about it coming out. Um, I'm um, the president of Savvy Book Club. Oh, um, good. Make sure you I, that they've got plenty of books. I have been following you. Thank you. So do you have a question for me? Um, I, I I was listening to your comments uh, about the about the soap opera and everything, and I was just I, you know I was just saying to myself, man, any of those ladies would have been wonderful, but uh, I just I just wanted to you know say 
but I think it's great that you, uh, you know, you voice your opinion. Sometimes people don't listen to us, but I, I'm glad that you are vocal. And, you know, because, you know, sometimes it's hard out there for sisters. I mean, it is. It's hard. Oh, but you have to keep going. You have to keep going. That's right. You One day they'll, they'll listen. <laughs> you got to keep going. You got to keep going. I, I love your 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 vote of confidence. I mean, look at our president. Would we have health care otherwise for all? No. And you know, I live in a state where the the governor hates uh, our president, mm-hmm. and I promise you, I, I am counting his days out of office. I'm really <laughs> literally counting the days when this governor can leave. I mean, it's awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, people who, you know, we have a president who's who inspires change and inspires um, courage and is grace under fire. I mean, the epitome of grace under fire. And um, he's extremely tactful and eloquent, and um, one aspires to behalf of that. Um, in any event... It is historically documented that when you are um, a person about bringing about change, and change we know is unpopular, no matter what it is, on whatever level it is, it's all relative to what it is that you're doing, you have to stay the course. You have to stay the course because it's the only way it's going to get done. And, you know, colleagues of mine in the entertainment industry say, Vicki, why do you stay on that show? When they knew what I was putting up with all that nonsense with the knuckleheads, They'd say, why do you want to stay on that show? And I said, do you know without tenure, you cannot bring about change? Let me just say that again. Without Mm -hmm. tenure, Mm -hmm. you cannot bring about change. That is so true. That is so true. Uh, I teach school, and I I, I mean, sometimes people tell me all the time, girl, why do you do that? I do it for the children. Uh I do it for I like it. I like Mm it. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean... And, and no matter what, how they see you, you know what you're doing. Yes, and you just ma'am. keep doing it. You just keep doing it. Because, you. you know, they say, uh, you know, at the end of every, part, every uh, rainbow is part of gold. So you just keep going. You just Thank keep you. doing it. I appreciate it. So, I so, appreciate uh, the encouragement, and I remain lifted. <laughs> Your book <laughs> is in out of a greenwood. Yes, my book, Beulah Espinetta Jones, is my protagonist's real name. Her legal name is Beulah Espinetta Jones. <laughs> yeah, I see. Okay. I got a laugh already. I got a laugh okay. already. And her grandmother <laughs> is raising her, Mama Jones, and okay. uh, Beulah uh, gets into a little bit of trouble and has to flee from Greenwood. Um, <laughs> she flees. And okay. uh, but she lands in New York for a minute and then heads on out west to California. And boy, you have to read what happens when she gets to California. But um, she doesn't take any stuff, and uh, she has a, a bumpy ride. She has a bumpy ride, but um, I, I think it's going to be very, very enjoyable for the soap fans because it's all behind the scenes. It's behind the scenes of the soap opera world. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. well, um, I I, I won't I won't tell tell. I used to be so addicted to soap operas it was unreal. <laughs> I was I was I mean I, I was 
I was recording while I was at work and coming through the door. And, and, and uh, just as I get in the door, uh, my, my tape was, uh, that, you know, was going off and use it all up. I mean, I was just. Well, you know, I write about that in the opening of my book. It's called, well, you can read it on my on my website, secretsofasoapoperadiva.com. Note from the author is the opening of my book. And I talk about the generational nature and the psychology pieces of soap operas. Um, I talk about the phenomenon of how they're addictive, and not just domestically, but internationally, from India to to England to... Um, well, I list a number of, of, of locales around the world, and I name the soap operas and, um, you know, the culture, the soap opera culture. And uh, you know how a lot of us grew up on soap operas because our grandmothers or our mothers um, were watching them, and we sat right with them. That's right. It started with the edge of night. <laughs> edge of night, the doctors. Remember the doctors? The doctors. The doctors. Oh, my God. Another oh my God. world in Somerset. Okay. Yes. Rachel and you, Mac. You, you were on uh, 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 one of those. What, 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 what were you on? As World Turn or something? I did three. Two. I've done three soaps, and this is my silver anniversary. Everyone, I just want to say, woohoo, toot toot. Okay. Congratulations. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, my silver anniversary. I started out on One Life to Live. Okay. Not my problem. People got the history wrong. Okay. And then I went over to As the World Turns. Yeah, that's what As the World Turns. Okay. As Nella Franklin, I took over for Casey Lemons, who became a famous writer and director, because she was an actress on that show. And okay. then I went over to Y&R. All right. And I'm not done. And, you know, uh, the um, the uh, Drew in... <laughs> in um, Younger than the rest of the boy, I tell you, Drew has come a long way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's come a long way, but you know what I think would be fun, and people have been writing in what they would like to see happen. But um, I think what would be fun is if she really does have amnesia. I know I did my spoofy webisode called uh, Soap Diva Glamnesia, but if she really did revert back so that when she turns around, you see a woman with like six braids, and when she turns around, <laughs> and when she turns around, it's Drew. She done gone back, um, Boy, and she doesn't know her I name. I like that. Right. Okay. Mhm. I like that right there. I like that right there. Yeah. So we'll leave it there. But that's um, there it is. Okay. All right. Well, you get your book. Make sure the bookstore has plenty of copies. Come May fourth. I, I, okay, okay. Um, now, I, I, did, I, I am following it because um, uh, it said that you guys were going to come through, I, and I really I hope to get to meet you this uh We're working on Mississippi right now, so we'll be putting yes, it up on yes. the website as soon as we book it. And uh, and the price point is awesome, everyone. I just want you to know the book is only $16, so no excuse. Nice. All right, well, well I, will be look, I will be looking out for that because, like I say, uh, uh, so I, I've talked to someone about you already mm-hmm. coming to to, our, to us, so yeah. uh, hopefully we'll make that happen. Okie dokie. All right, then. You take Thank care you. here. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. People are so nice. Wow. I love it. <laughs>
I love yeah. it. You have so much support on all on all sides. It's amazing. So before we wrap up, let's let let's do it again. We've been pimping it out all night. Let's pimp it out one final time. <laughs> Site, book, when it drops, where they can yeah. find you on Twitter, everything. Okay. Where can they all look out for you? Let's go. First of all, tweet me. Okay? It's my name, Victoria Rowell. So you can find me easily on Twitter. And uh, secrets of a soap opera diva.com. That is the official website. Um, Simon and Schuster would love if you would visit their site, SimonandSchuster.com, um, and type in Victoria Rowell in the search. They'd love for you to visit them. Um, what else can I tell you? iTunes, yes, yeah, stink of blood with a pine salt chaser. That will be dropping April 13th. Yours truly did the music video and is rapping. And, yes, those are my licks. Those are my licks. Okay. Those are your licks. All right. I got uh-huh. you. I got you. I have some other music that will be for sale on the website by Peter Adams and Brenda Russell. Oh, the stars are coming out, honey. They want to be a part mm-hmm. of Russell. this one. I like Brenda Russell now. We love Brenda Russell. So we have lots of sticky content to get your fingers on on the website. You will be able to buy signed books. You will be able to get photos. You will be able to do a lot of things. But most of all, you'll be able to press flesh with this daytime diva on the road at the bookstore. That's right. And May 4th, everybody, it drops. May 4th, 4th. it drops. It drops. And wait, I have to thank everyone for going on to YouTube Thank you for going on to YouTube. And for those that don't know, it's YouTube.com slash Victoria Rowell. That's my channel. Thank you for tuning in to the Web of Soaps. That's right. And there's more to come. Like you said, there's more to come. Oh, my God. Every Friday at midnight, Eastern Standard Time, we drop another Web of It's called Soap Opera Saturday. Okay. And that's why you've been seeing these Web of drop. So, uh, this Friday at midnight, Eastern Standard Time, we're going to drop another one before the launch of Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva. And then we're on and popping. I'm looking forward to it. And then you got that whole book tour coming out, everything. Yes. Me, and Wendy Williams, all of it. All one of it. Extra show. Hollywood. Extra. We just want to say this, though. Oh, Steve, Maria, Barbara, come on. Hey. Come on. Tell you-know-who, get out of the pampers and put on his big boy panties and let's go. (laughs) And I I have to say, if it does come to the point where you go back to Y&R, we'll be be tuning in. Oh, yeah. I'll let you we'll know. We're going to have it. a big party. We'll have a big bash. But in, but before that, before all of that, meet me out on the road all of May. I all will, of May. All of May I'm out on the road with the book. So I can't right. wait to hear what you have to say about Wendy and Monique and I and all the rest, okay? Well, that means you're going to have to come back then. Oh, absolutely. You have to you have to interview me while I'm on the road so we have real time with your viewers so they can and your listeners uh so that they can know real time what's going on while Victoire is on the road with her book. And hopefully it'll I become like a New York Times bestseller. We'll see. Fingers crossed, but I'm Fingers liking this crossed. idea. We're 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 gonna roll with that idea, miss. 
I think we are. Okay. (laughs) Thank you all. Thank you, love. Bubbles and kisses. Take care care now. Bye-bye. Fantastic, everybody. Victoria, Rao, everybody. Thank you so much for everybody that came into the chat room who called in. I really do appreciate it. We had a blast. We had so much fun here. But right now, I'm going to switch gears, and I want you guys to switch gears with me as well. We're going to head over to Stardish Radio right now. In about 45 minutes, she's going to be joined by Bradford Anderson, who plays the role of Damien Spinelli on ABC Daytime's General Hospital. And she's right now on air with Joan Benedict, if I'm not mistaken, as well as this coming Wednesday on my show, this coming Wednesday here on Buzzworthy, Jane Scott from Days of Our Lives, who plays the role of E.J. DeMera, will be here joining us. Make sure you guys check that out on Wednesday, as well as next Thursday, April 8th, at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Tiffany, remember Tiffany from the 80s? I think we're alone now, that one-hit wonder. That one hit wonder song. Yes, she will be joining us here on that on this show as well. But make sure you guys come back on Wednesday. James Scott, E.J. Demare from Days of Our Lives will be joining us, as well as a re-airing of a Maurice Bernard interview that night. I encourage you guys to follow us on Twitter at Buzzworthy Radio. Join our fan page on Facebook. Buzzworthy Radio is its name, and go to our website www.buzzworthyradio.net. But for now, I am signing off. I thank you guys again. Novell J. Lee here, making sure you guys get the latest buzz with Buzzworthy Radio. See you guys on Wednesday. Take care. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows, and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy.